Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, your journey, our passion. And by Dow Automotive Systems, improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. Welcome to Auto Line Daily. I'm Rod Maloney from Local 4 here in Detroit, filling in for John. In today's episode, Honda shows off some fresh skin ahead of Paris. We compare some of our favorite muscle cars, and we'll take a look at Volkswagen's first electric vehicle. But let's start off with a reveal from Honda that will make its debut in the Paris Auto Show. The Japanese automaker is showing off the refreshed version of the Civic and the Civic Tourer models, as well as the introduction of the new Civic Sport. The Civic and Tourer feature a new front fascia and new headlamps, and the hatchback models will get a new rear fascia with LED tail lamps. Now, the interior will get new materials, but perhaps the biggest upgrade comes in the form of an all-new Honda Connect infotainment system. As for the Civic Sport, which unfortunately is only for the European market for the time being, it's powered by either a 1.6-liter diesel engine or a 1.8-liter gasoline engine. Unique features include a rear spoiler, lower grille, and 17-inch wheels. And speaking of Paris, Autoline will be hitting the floor of the show next week, so you don't want to miss out on that. Now, Dodge just threw down the gauntlet with its 707-horsepower Hellcat. Now everyone in the business wants to beat that number. But as Autoline has been arguing for years, the power-to-weight ratio is a much better indicator of performance than just citing horsepower figures. So we picked out some of our favorite American muscle cars to compare their power-to-weight ratio. Any car with less than 10 pounds per horsepower is going to perform really well, and all of the following cars will beat that. The new Mustang GT with the 5-liter V8 has 8.5 pounds per horsepower. The Camaro Z28 comes in at 7.5 pounds. Then comes the Dodge Challenger Hellcat with 6.2 pounds, the Corvette Z06 with 5.4, and the Dodge Viper with 5.2. Of course, there's something more to the story. Tires, gearing, and aerodynamics also play a role, but how many pounds each horsepower has to push around tells really the best story. Working in this business, we do get to see and go places that the average consumer never gets to go. One such place is the automotive factory. The whole process is really something to behold. But now, thanks to Chrysler and Google Maps, you can hop inside our world and take a factory tour. It's a virtual experience that's available on laptops and mobile devices, which allows users to get up close and really get a good view of the assembly process for the 2015 Chrysler 200 at the Sterling Heights Assembly Plant here in Michigan. Just click the headline in today's transcript to get all the information. And if you're on YouTube, you can click the AutoLine Daily icon at the top right of the player screen, which will link you to our website and today's transcript. Recently, we've been telling you how 3D printers will help automakers manufacture cars, but they'll also be a benefit to consumers because the printers will now allow car owners to easily customize their cars. David Darbyshire from DASI Solutions, which sells 3D printers to manufacturers, tells Autoline that the next generation has a better computer skill set that lends itself to doing 3D parametric designs, and they're going to be just hitting print and slapping that on their car. Now, if you want to learn more about the future of 3D printing in the auto industry, check out our latest Autoline this week on our website or on the YouTube channel. 
On Monday, we challenged you to come up with a clever name for nail polish inspired by cars. And we're borrowing the idea that Ford came up with to launch a limited edition nail lacquer collection in commemoration of the new Mustang. We're already getting some pretty crazy submissions, so keep them coming and make sure to include what vehicle your color choice goes with. We'll select the most clever one, and the winner will win this Ford Mustang nail polish color collection. Coming up next, a look at Volkswagen's first electric vehicle. Dow Automotive Systems, driving solutions in automotive, commercial transportation, and aftermarket with innovative products like Betamate structural adhesives. Lighter, stronger, safer. DowBetamate.com. The 2015 Volkswagen e-Golf is a four-door hatchback electric vehicle which competes against the Chevy Volt, Ford Focus EV, and Nissan Leaf. Starting price comes in just over $34,000, including destination charges. Power is fed from a lithium-ion battery pack to an 85-kilowatt electric motor, and it has a range of 70 to 90 miles on a single charge. The e-Golf is Volkswagen's first foray into the EV segment and rides on the automaker's modular platform, better known as MQB. And because it rides on the scalable architecture, engineers were able to mount the battery pack under the rear seat with the motor and transmission under the hood, so the interior volume remains the same as other Golf hatchback models. A few unique touches have been made to the interior to distinguish the e-Golf from other models, like blue accent elements, but perhaps the most noticeable change is to the instrument cluster. The tachometer has been replaced with a power display that indicates if the car is on and ready to go, if the regenerative braking is charging the battery, or if power is being sucked from it, as well as available output. As with the new Jetta, I wish the display screen was a little bit bigger because it can be hard to see details with the navigation on. The exterior also gets unique blue accent badges, unique aerodynamic 16-inch wheels, and LED headlamps which are also a first for Volkswagen. Driving the e-Golf reminds me a lot of the Fiat 500e. Both have the battery pack mounted under the vehicle, so it gives the car a low center of gravity, which lends itself to better handling. Although, like the 500e, you can feel the added weight of the battery pack when going over bumpy roads. There are also three driver-selectable e-modes and three regenerative braking settings, so you can select how the car will drive depending on your mood for that day. When I had the car in the most eco-friendly mode with full regenerative braking, I only used up seven miles of battery life on a 20-mile drive loop. Overall, I like what Volkswagen did for its first EV. It took one of its most popular vehicles and best-looking ones, added an electric powertrain for people that are looking for an EV, and allowed them to select how they want the vehicle to drive on any particular day. The e-Golf will only be sold in Zev states and will be hitting those dealer showrooms late this year. Thanks for that report, Sean. And don't forget to tune in to tomorrow night's AutoLine After Hours. The crew is going to be going out to San Diego, California for the media launch of the new Chevrolet Colorado and GMC Canyon. Guests include Tony DeSalle, the VP of Marketing for Buick and GMC, Jeff Luke, Chief Engineer for Global Full Size Trucks, and Anita Burke, the Chief Engineer of the Colorado and Canyon. If you have any questions about the trucks, these are the people that can answer them for you. So get your questions in early. Just send us an email at viewermail at Autoline TV, or you can tweet us at twitter.com slash Autoline.
But that wraps up today's show. I'm Rod Maloney from Local 4 here in Detroit. Thank you very much for watching. Have a great day.